Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Ah, we're back. We are back here on the V-Show, ESPN 680, 105.7. Zach Cantrell, Tanner Brunamesto behind the ones and twos. Phil Baker will rejoin us in just a little bit. We've also got some Bellarmine basketball coming up tonight on your home of the Bellarmine Knights. They're taking on Lipscomb tonight, 745 on ESPN 680, 105.7. And then the women's basketball team from Louisville will be back in action tomorrow night against Florida State. Pre-game coverage starts around 7.30 over on 93.9. The Ville join the voice of the cards, Nick Kern and Courtney Walton. They'll have the call for that game as Louisville needs a bounce back after uh, a tough showing on Sunday against Virginia. Uh, we are joined by WDRB's Eric Crawford doing his weekly Wednesday spot here on the V-Show on ESPN 680-1057. Eric, how's it going? Everything is good. Everything good, Zach. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, pretty good. So I know the last couple of days have been quite hectic for you guys, of course. Uh, you guys with the dueling uh, articles about the current state of Louisville basketball, you guys had a chance to do the overtime segment on Monday night. Were you a little bit surprised about the reaction to uh, both articles, especially Bozich's article? Not really. Um, I know, you know, if you if you follow... And the reaction is on you know social media mainly, but but you'll you're hearing it too, I'm sure, with with fans on radio or whatever. But um, no, I didn't think so because I just think you know people have have a lot of fans have moved on, and and any notion that you know Payne can do anything at this point to to save his position uh, is not going to be met with a lot of welcome. And frankly, when we say it, I don't, I, I really don't trying to say stuff you know in december i didn't weigh in until i was pretty sure that they weren't going to fire him and people were mad then you know they were mad at me for writing that but that's that that's what it was in this particular case i think i think rick was writing you know what kenny's kenny Payne's play was going to be to try and 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 keep his job but um, I don't think that's going to happen, and I don't. I don't really think you know Rick is at this point thinks it's got much shot of happening. But but it's out there, and it's part of the news, and it's what's what's being put out. So that's that's what we do. So you think, regardless of the reaction, regardless of the article itself, there's no way that Josh Hurd's really going to take a look at this plan and think that there's any chance no, that KP gets a year three. I don't. I don't say that. That there's no way. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying I don't think that's going to happen. He's going to look. At everything, and you know, Kenny pulls a pulls an upset at Duke and wins some games in the ACC tournament and gets a couple of five stars committed, and then you know you, you sit down and you take a fresh look at it, maybe. But I don't think I think a big part of it, the, the column I wrote last week about the whole business angle of this, I think that's as big an obstacle as anything, and it's how do you sell, you know, how do you sell a year three. And uh, and that's that's the, the big obstacle that Payne has to overcome, and I don't think he will. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm pretty confident that, that his tenure will end shortly after the team's final loss. What's the sense you get from the fan base as far as the reaction to? I know you wrote an article about what the standards of this program are because they are the number six program of all time, according to a lot of metrics, or at least a top ten program of all time. But this is a program that hasn't been to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament since 2015. They haven't won a tournament game since 2017. Do you think in any way the standards have been lowered or people have kind of the last couple years become numb to the expectations? Or do you think the standard is still the standard, as uh, my LSL co-host Ethan Moore would say? No, I mean, they don't. The standard is what it is. Um it's just that, you know, and I wrote this last month, uh, 
pretty early in January that it's it's and I wrote it as an exercise talking about the the challenge of covering a program that's got this much history uh, when it's doing when things are like this because you know on the one hand you got to remember the standard is what it is and that's what fans still have uh, but the expectations of what are what have crashed and uh, you know the expectations are very low. And, you know, they're going to be until the next coach takes over. And, and even immediately then, it's like, what? How, can, how quickly can he get it going? There's going to be more challenges for a coach taking over next year than there were for Kenny Payne in his year, except for the NCAA stuff. So, um, it, you know, I think uh, I, I, I just wanted to kind of remind people that there are standards and their expectations. They're two different things. The standard stays what it is, and it always will be, and that's why they're. That's why even fire. You know, that's why you would get rid of a coach and try and get one that's going to do better to get you back up to what that standard is. Eric Crawford joins us as he does here on the V Show every Wednesday here on ESPN 680-1057. So I want to get your thoughts on the potential next coach. ESPN said it's the best job opening. Of course, we know what kind of history this program has. Do you think it's going to end up being a big name like a Scott Drew or a Nate Oates, or do you think there's a chance that it ends up being a mid-major kind of coach? Which, I mean, UConn, they just hired Dan Hurley, probably wasn't the sexiest coaching hire at the time, but he's won a national title and they are in line to potentially do it again. Do you think it's going to be a bigger name coach or – are they going to have to, I don't know if settle is the right word, but would it surprise you if it ends up being maybe a less glamorous name than people want to think it is? Well, I, and, you know, it's not just about the name, it's about the fit. Um, and, I, you know, I are they going to pursue somebody like a Scott Drew? They should. Uh, I think they should go after some big-name people just to, to gauge the level of interest and to look at how realistic it would be to get them here, somebody who's a proven commodity, who's been to Final Fours, uh, who's done the job, who's, who's kind of what you would view as a cha- national champion in waiting. It's just been a matter of time. And there are a few of those guys out there. But, you know, are they all realistic? Or could you get them all at Louisville? I don't know. Uh, some of them may be waiting on other jobs. So uh, then you look at what I would call that second tier. And, and honestly, I don't even put Nate Oates in that area. He hasn't been to a Final Four. Um, you know, he's not. You know, he's. It, it's going to have to be – yeah, I would look. I would be surprised knowing what I know of Josh Hurd. I don't think Chris Beard is a real possibility, and he's another guy I would say that's a guy I believe will probably win a championship at some point. I don't think, uh, honestly, I have my doubts about Oates because of all the brand, the, the Brandon Marshall stuff last year. I think that 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 Josh Hurd is so scandal averse that anything that's been even a hint of it is. It, it, you know, it's going to be a big mark against some people. So, you know, then you start to look at, well, who else, you know, who else is out there and when, who else can you, can you get? And there's a lot of good people out there. And I've heard Musselman's name mentioned a lot and then backed off of, and, you know, uh, you still got Mick Cronin out there who I think, uh, I think that, that hurt is on good terms with, I think I would put him in there as a real possibility. So, um, I think all of those kinds of options are going to have to be, you know, exhausted before you start going to people that, that you know, that they've heard less of. I'll also say this. The job is changing. I think it's important for Louisville, if they can get it, to get a name and a proven commodity. But if they can't, I'm not sure it's the end of the world because the job of the college basketball coach is much different than it was. And you're going to start to see – GM type of people be hired where the coach just needs to take care of the product on the court mm-hmm. and work with somebody who's going to always be manning. They're going to be manning personnel, um, salary issues, retention, all of this other stuff. Um, it's a huge job to be a college basketball coach right now, but I think specialization is coming. And if you've got somebody who was a visionary in that area who had somebody they wanted to bring in with them to kind of fill that role, that would be something that you consider too. Yeah, that's a really good point that people haven't really talked a whole lot about is that you're probably going to have a general manager type, especially with the NIL in college athletics these days. I guess my question would be so because you mentioned the whole scandal thing, I think that would probably eliminate somebody like Will Wade, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see yeah, I, I just don't I don't think there's any I could be wrong though and there may be conversation of those 
I'd just be I'd be floored if 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 a guy like Will Wade became a serious candidate at Louisville. And that, that and I don't mean that negatively about Will. And I, I don't. It's not to say that you know uh, another program might not take him and, and have really good results. But you know Louisville with with its level of scandal, uh, I would. I, my view is that. Josh Hurd is probably going to want to stay as far away from that as humanly possible. Eric Crawford joining us as he does on his Wednesday weekly visit on ESPN 680-1057 here on the V Show. Is it fair to say that this is the biggest hire of the Josh Hurd era to this point? Because if you get another hire wrong, do you think it's possible that they run the risk of becoming Indiana basketball or Nebraska football where you get enough people that you get enough wrong hires that you eventually reach a point where it's hard to, to come back from that? Is that a stretch? Well, you know, I mean, they already are Indiana basketball. They're, they're not even Indiana basketball because Indiana's got five national championships. So, and they're still drawing, you know, even despite the struggles in Assembly Hall, they're lower than that right now. That's just where it is. You just have to accept that that that's where mm-hmm. that's where the current state is. That's what they become. And my my fear with Chris Mack when they hired him was, yeah, he's a good coach been to Elite Eight, one, maybe two. He's had number one seed. But it's not a particularly exciting brand of basketball. He's not he's not a real, you know, flashy guy with fans and it's all fine, but is there in my my fear was Little just becomes Clemson, another mid level ACC team. Well, he did a nice job. Mike did a good job while he was here. He just you know, there were some some other factors with him and and he, he wasn't recruiting great. He had all the NCAA stuff, whatever. But I, I said when, when Hurt hired Kenny Payne that this hire is more important. It's more important who gets this job than who the mayor of Louisville is. Yeah. And some people you know, scoffed at that, but I saw Craig Greenberg, at a, who was just a candidate at the time when I ran into dinner, and he's like, you know what, you're probably right. That's not, <laughs> that's, you're not exaggerating. So this is, yeah, every every hire is your biggest. It was, Jeff Brom was... Well, I couldn't. You, you couldn't miss that. You had to get him, and I think that will be the most important hire that he's made going forward. But this, this is like one A. This is huge. And if he doesn't get this one right, uh, it could be his job. And, and I think he knows that. How concerned are you about the women's program? They lost to Virginia on Saturday. Jeff Walls met the team at half court and basically congratulated him for losing back-to-back home games. First time they've ever lost to an unranked ACC opponent at home in the Jeff Walls era. And now this team is projected to be a sixth seed and play their first and second round tournament games in Stores, Connecticut. So probably dropping a seed line or two and really almost eliminating their chances of playing home games for the NCAA tournament. Are, is this something that can be resurrected or is this just a bad stretch? Well, you know, the same thing happened last year, not going to stores, but they ended up going to go to Texas, and they came out of it and ended up going to Elite Eight anyway. So uh, it's a team that can go to Elite Eight still because he is a great coach, and his teams step up in the postseason. They have a different look about them, and I see it year after year. What they don't have this year is the, the star player. He very rarely goes into a game where he has the best player on the court, and that hasn't happened very often. But He's got a pretty good recruiting class coming for next season. I think, uh, you know, one of the one of the the victims of basketball struggles and before that kind of footballs was that, you know, Louisville women's basketball didn't have the same access to, to NIL because if you're going to funnel, F, you know, funnel money, it's got to go to basketball and it really has to go to football because those are the revenue generators. But I think in this current class, he's there's a lot more support been given to the program maybe not as much as like the top 10 programs in the country that you're seeing but i think that that has helped matters and if they continue to be able to do that then i think you're going to see good results he's got a good freshman class sign he'll go out in the portal and always gets good people in the portal so no i'm not worried about the program i just think you know the things that were great about Louisville women's basketball the fan support the top five attendance, all that stuff, it doesn't matter anymore. It's just about NIL and, uh, and you know, fans, supporters, everybody's got to get motivated about supporting that effort. 
Uh, just a couple more for you before we get you out of here. Eric Crawford joining us here on the V Show, ESPN 680, 105.7. You, you had some strong thoughts about court storming, about showing it on television, You know whether that should be something that gets glamorized. You've had throughout the idea that I've talked about, which is a 30-second kind of shot clock to get everybody off the floor. Uh, do you think that that is a logical way to solve the problem? Do you think banning it altogether is the more likely solution? Where, where do you stand on this? Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think banning it is really going to work unless you're willing to put the security down there every game and spend that money. And, uh, and and honestly, it's not allowed now, and people do it anyway. So it's all about the image. And I think that image, I think the full the court's full of students, and that, that is, those images on television have value for college basketball. So they're not going away. I mean, they're not going to stop putting on TV. They're not going to stop. You know, it's going to keep happening. And it's part of the excitement, but I think, yes, if there's a way to do it where you have just a short period where teams can get off the court or get off to the side or get into some secure situation and then let it happen, you still have the image. You know, you yeah. still have the photo and you have the clock going down uh, almost as a chance to promote it so people can get to the channel to watch it. Yep. But uh but uh, so it can still happen. You still have that image. You still have it happening. You just have the athletes be safe. So that's that's all well and good. And I, if they could do that, if there's a way to do that, I'd like to see how it works. And you see the commercials when they advertise small conference tournaments. What is every time the team celebrates or clinches winning a conference title on their home floor? They all rush the floor because they're all going to the NCAA tournament. It's one of the big appeals for them. And I, as I said earlier, I think with Wake Forest, you know, that's something they're going to be talking about when they gather in 10 years, 15 years. One of the first things they bring up is remember when we beat Duke and everybody rushed the floor and how cool of an experience it was. So I, I don't want to take that away. I think sports are supposed to be fun. I do think there's some security measures that need to be uh, added to make yeah, sure that everybody's safe. Think, Go ahead. Yeah. And I think if you run into a player, you're, you know, you're legally liable. So stay away from the players. That you, You're not out of control when you run onto a court. You just run out there. And if you hurt a player, then that's a problem. Or if you run up to DeMarcus Cousins and say something and he punches you in the face, which happened at South Carolina, yeah. then that then then that's, you know, you run into that that problem, too. And I got no problem with DeMarcus Cousins. You, you know, everybody will will say it's a bad thing, but somebody somebody rushes you and does that and you've just lost a game, uh, they got to know the risks. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm not saying players need to kind of go out there and start swinging, but I, I, I'm also fine with them protecting themselves. Um, and a lot of times that's perceived as inviting the contact, but I'm telling you, if you've ever been out on that on a court when all that happens, it's a, you know, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting experience. Oh, I can, that's all I'll say. I can only imagine. Uh, but let's finish up with Kentucky. The big win last night against Mississippi State. They went on the road 91-89, come from 14 down to win that game. I, I, I think it's the Reed Shepard game. and it, it, This is going to be one of those games that if Kentucky goes on a run, we're going to look back potentially at this game, maybe the Alabama game to a lesser degree, but Reed Shepard kind of saving their bacon last night, 32.7 assists. What did it show you about the guts of this team to be able to come back from 14 down to do something that they really haven't been all that great in all year, which is winning tough games on the road and Reed Shepard, you know, their late game struggles have been well documented. They were able to close down the stretch. What were your big takeaways from the Cats win last night? Well, I think Reed should get at one thirty-second of John Calipari's salary for that game because <laughs> it was all Reed. And in fact, one reason they won, I you know, and I, they left it in his hands and 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 the hands of DJ Wagner. I don't want to overlook what he did at the end of that game last night, but they did not call timeout. And Wagner drove the ball looking for something and couldn't find it. And he quickly dished back to Shepard. He made the right basketball play, and Shepard was able to take a couple of dribble steps, get in the lane, and and score. And uh, that that was great. I mean, those guys, you know, if, if they call timeout and set up a play, you probably wind up with some, you know, lob play that gets intercepted like Gonzaga did. Or yeah, right. So, so yes, um, it was – and I went so far, I've got a column in process, and I'm asking, did Reed Shepard save Kentucky's season? And he may well have because it was that, it was that big a win, I think. They needed a good road win uh, – because it's been win loss, win loss, win loss mm-hmm. here for a while, and uh, and they needed that. That was a quality quad one, as they say, road win. And I, I think the ball in Reed Shepard's hands. He's not going to be perfect. He's a freshman. He's made, he made a stupid pass against the press last night. But 
by and large, his instincts are so good that the more he plays and the more comfortable he is on the court, the better he's going to do. The, the problem for Calipari, you know, I said Jeff Walls doesn't have the best player on the court when he's played. Wall, uh, Calipari always has the best player on the court. He just doesn't know which of his guys it is that night. Uh, but Shepard is, is, has been pretty good can be consistent and I think it's going to be key if they're going to have a postseason run. Do you think they need to start starting Reed because it seems like Kentucky gets off to slow starts when he's not out there? Well, they haven't started great when he is out there so I don't know I don't know what the key is there but uh, it doesn't hurt. I, I wouldn't mind to have him out there just because I think he's, you know when Cal lost in the in the big year when they had Booker and he was coming off the bench Booker and Ewell should have been starting. Yeah. And did it matter? I don't know, but they should have been starting and they should have been dictating play. You, you got to have your best players on the court. And by now we know Reed Shepard is one of the team's best players. And, uh, you know, I know there's defensive problems. The fact that Cal hasn't just taught this team to play zone and played the best zone they can play and live with it uh, and try and get better at it through a period of time over a season is just astonishing to me. But, um, but I, I think he, I, I do think he should start. Well, it's Eric Crawford from WDRB joining us on a Wednesday here on the V Show on ESPN 680-1057. Eric, really appreciate you taking the time. Some great insight, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thanks, sir. Thank you again to Eric Crawford for joining us uh, from WDRB. I, I would suggest reading his stuff. He always puts out good articles, talked about the standards of the Louisville basketball program, has been very in tune with the Kentucky program as well, it, very much in line with the basketball around here in line with the local sports around here probably as good of a reporter as you can find uh, at WDRB or really anywhere in the area so always appreciate him taking the time to join us a uh, couple of texts we'll read before we get to break texter why doesn't Louisville hire Jeff Walls they're already a women's basketball school <laughs> Jeff Walls is a hell of a coach let's let's not twist get it twisted Jeff Walls is a very good coach and I love the fact that he coached these guys after they lost to Virginia you know he gathered them in midcourt he basically gave them the come to Jesus meeting which I'm totally cool with I think more coaches should do that and I wish the the men's coach here would have done that a couple of times uh, since his tenure but there's a reason Jeff Walls has been to the Elite Eight as many times as he has there's a reason he's been in the Final Four as many times as he has I, I like that uh Text or insider reports aren't given names, but are saying the top candidate that is locked for the job, and I don't see how they can target a smaller name that's up and coming at number one. Makes sense not to give Beard a shot, but if Musser, Beard, or Oates weren't even approached, they continue success. It's Hurd's job, especially if he breaks the bank for a lame Mick hire. I, I don't think it's going to be Mick Cronin. I don't think it's going to be Chris Beard either. The one pushback, the one name that kind of got brought up yesterday on LSL was Will Wade. That's why I brought him up as far as, you know, he, of course, had the scandal with LSU. I think if you're going to discredit Chris Beard, or uh, actually, let me rephrase that. If you wanted to hire Chris Beard after the -the off-the-court allegations he has, then you can't play the scandal card or you can't play the integrity card when it comes to Will Wade. Because Chris Beard did something illegal. Actual illegal. Like, court illegal. Will Wade was talking about making offers for players. Those are two completely different worlds. Did you see Will Wade's uh, video? Oh, yeah. The, he was ripping the L's up, and uh, I obviously, being a Louisville fan, I checked the comment section. Yeah. We were flooding it. It was awesome. I, Shocker. He's a good coach, though. Mid-major guy. Like I, I'm always I'm always on board with it. Will I, Wade's a heck of a coach. Yeah. I mean, he's taken, this will be, I think, four different schools to the NCAA tournament, took LSU to the Sweet 16. I think it would have had success if, you know, he didn't kind of get railroaded there with the whole NIL stuff. And it's yeah. kind of like Kelvin Sampson when he was at Indiana. The things that they were doing then, nobody would care about now. So I don't really think it's that big of a deal. Oh, like I, don't, I don't think Will Wade will get the job. But yeah, <laughs> the strong-ass offer. <laughs> I, will Wade's a good coach. I yeah. think he would be a fine hire for, for Louisville. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But I don't want people to be all on board with Chris Beard and then turn your nose up at Will Wade. You don't get to do that. Because Will Wade and Louisville were basically coach. caught up in the same thing. I just want to coach. <laughs> just want a dedicated coach that was would be willing to scream at a ref's, rip his shirt off like a Bruce Pearl, just get angry, some passion. Texter makes sports fun again. Some Absolutely. <laughs> Texter, we're always looking for a problem, not a solution. Welcome to American society, not just sports. That's where we're at in society right now. More money, more problems. Uh, Texter, what did Beard do illegal? Yeah, just look up Chris Beard, and you know, I know it was settled out of court and everything, but. We're not going to get much into it here, but it was not not a great look. Not not great. 
It does seem odd, though, that the last couple of coaches that have been up for the Louisville job, they play Kentucky and get their doors blown off. Yeah. Chris Beard and now Nate Oates recently. I, I don't think Bruce Pearl was ever up for the Louisville job, but... He was... Briefly talked about... When Mac, and then yeah. they just use that for negotiating tactics. He got I, paid. Yeah, that's what a lot of coaches are doing nowadays. They're using Louisville, and they're using some of these other programs as a great negotiator to, to make more money there. Uh, texter, Bobby V would leave Louisville in one second if they hired Will Wade. Interesting. I, I don't know that. Uh, texter, I don't want Wade, but you can't compare paying players to beard biting a woman. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> you said it. That's exactly right. Like I said, one's... NCAA illegal, one is court illegal. So those are not even close to the same thing whatsoever. Yeah. Will Will Wade is a good coach. I don't think he's... What's so funny back there, Tanner? That got me off guard. Good job, Texter. There you go. Okay. (laughs) I'm about to have tears come out of my eyes. (laughs) I see you crying over there. (laughs) I'm like... We talked about SNL skits the other day. You are looking like you just saw like the cowbell skit or something. Oh, great skit. Great skit. Oh, man. That was a good text. <laughs> I love that Jimmy Fallon just... J- Jimmy Fallon, this is always a recurring bit with him, how he just breaks in every scene. Oh, you, it, he's got to be... Fa- he's faking it, right? Yeah, I don't know about eliminating. Or, I don't know if he's faking it. I actually think Jimmy Fallon just finds everything funny. He yeah. did crack like multiple times during the cowbell skit. I don't know how he gets through anything. That's true. Uh, Texter, I'm pretty. I'm glad Eric pretty much eliminated Beard. Not a good look. Uh, texter, one settled out of court. Charges were dropped. Charges might have been dropped. Doesn't mean you're innocent. I don't know. That's just me. Uh, texter tweets in a or texts in a tweet about that Blankenbaker put out about how Louisville's a twenty and a half point underdog today. Twenty second time in Cards history that they've been a fifteen plus point underdog. Nineteen of those twenty two games have come come under Kenny Payne in the last two seasons. This will be the fourth time in school history Louisville will be a twenty plus point underdog. All have come during the Kenny Payne tenure. There we go. Woo. KP era, everybody. <laughs> what do you like the number tonight? Do you think twenty and a half? What do you think that's about right? Would, uh, where would especially you play after the outcome of the Wake Forest game, they're in Cameron. Yeah, uh, this might. I'm get surprised ugly. it's not thirty. Yeah. but hey, if it were thirty, would you take the points? Yeah, maybe I'd throw a few shekels down. But um, I, love- be, I mean, the last time I got amazed by a big spread was when. It was Miami when they were minus 16 and a half. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll take Miami minus 16 and a half. And we ended up winning. They, so they maybe, maybe, just maybe, i do the Duke bet and then we win a game. And then, oh, God, here we go with a KP3. I love seeing the video, by the way, of the Texas Tech fan getting escorted out by six cops. You know, after the Texas guy body checked the Texas Tech player last night and then the Tech players started throwing or fans started throwing stuff on the court and one guy had six cops have to escort him out we, we, if you I, need that many cops you're we, not very good at your job i got a video of him mic'd up actually by the way oh really I'll go ahead it. arresting me for what i'm not allowed to stand up for myself i thought this was america huh isn't this america i'm sorry i thought this was america oh i'm sorry i thought i was in america i'm sorry oh, is this a communist yes. country or something i thought this was america this is america this is Respect the authority. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Marsh, man. Underrated sitcom character. He's the best character on, on uh, South Park. Let's Oh, hands down. He's the best. Closest one is Butters, but Butters Randy Marsh in the last couple seasons has taken that Randy show Marsh took that storm. show over a long time ago. Yeah. It, <laughs> Taggarty Farms. <laughs> Taggarty Farms. Respect the authority is one of my favorite skits of all time, though, with Cartman being the, the cop. Like, that, that's what those <laughs> cops should have been doing there with the Texas Tech fan. Hey, you over there, respect the authority. Oh, my God. I love that show. It's It will always be relevant, too, because it's all it does is make fun of current pop culture, and well, pop culture will always be dumb. That's in the best ways. thing about the show. Is it's timeless. They, they make the shows in, like, four days or each episode is made in like four days because they just wait and they're like all right this stupid thing happened yes get writing like right away it's awesome the only thing that they they they're very similar to the simpsons except south park doesn't predict what's going to happen like i don't the simpsons will probably they know when i'm gonna die and i'm too afraid to ask the writers of the simpsons when i'm gonna (laughs) die because it's probably gonna happen that way I mean, what haven't they predicted? Did, did the Simpsons predict the Kenny Payne era? Can we go back and see? Like they had Louisville basketball, I'm sure. twelve wins I'm, in two years. I'm sure no they sell will. out. 
They, they could have predicted this. Uh, Texter, I won't knock Wade for scandal. I just don't think he's a good coach. He's just got good players but never developed him. Ben Simmons' jump shot was an NBA-wide punchline. Will Wade got there after Ben Simmons. He was there. He got hired in 2017. Ben Simmons no, was drafted in 2016. You can't blame anything on anyone besides Ben Simmons for what happens to Ben Simmons. It's always... It, yeah, when it's sure been you, a problem for this long... Oh, my God. Texter, they took our jobs. They took our dare. <laughs> they took our jobs. They took their dare. You know, uh, we can get into this later, too. But you know what's another... Uh, a good movie I saw at the bar the other day was Joe Dirt. One of the most quotable I've movies. Actually, that's David Spade, right? Yeah. I've actually never seen it. I've, I've heard oh, great things, no. but I've not seen it, though. Oh, you need to get educated about Joe Dirt. <laughs> Dirt right. is how you like to call him. Go go back and watch that, and then next time I'll be we're back. doing this, then we, <laughs> we're talking Joe Dirt for an hour and a half. <laughs> we we got cereal talk. We've got Pop-Tart talk. We might even talk a little sports. we got to do that next here on The V Show, ESPN 680, 105.7. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. More V-Show with Bob Valvano is now right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Uh, we are back here rolling on a Wednesday. we got more Bellarmine basketball in action. They're coming up on Friday night as they play their regular season finale on the road against Austin P. You'll hear that at 745 over on ESPN 680, 105.7 on these very airwaves. You'll be able to hear John Spears and Mark Bug. They do a very good job uh, with the Bellarmine games. You'll also be able to hear them tonight as they take on Lipscomb on the road. That's at 745 here on ESPN 680, 105.7. So Bellarmine getting ready to finish up the regular season needing a couple of wins to get into the a sun tournament but they'd had a buzzer beater last week they got a two-game winning streak still very much alive scotty d uh, coaching them up toward the end of the season still have an opportunity uh, to get into the a sun tournament and who knows what can happen from there remember they won the conference tournament just a couple years ago and should have been allowed to get into uh, the ncaa tournament but that's a whole other discussion for another time if they were in that tournament i was super gonna put some money down for them to have a cinderella run i fell in love with that team strictly because of how scotty d runs his offense it's like a um zach you might not be familiar with like how hockey's played but like a hockey power play yeah yeah you've seen like power plays and stuff like with a hockey power play there's always it's a man advantage and it always seemed like Bellarmine was on that because they were always making it getting to the open area never dribbling which is always the funniest thing was because basketball when you first think of just the object of a basketball you want to dribble it yeah and he took that completely out of the game and it, it's all it was always fun to watch them Dylan Penn uh I think I'm always forgetting this guy's name he was a white guy that made threes. Um, oh, C.J. Fleming. C.J. Fleming. That was it. There okay. we go. There we go. Those two, they were very fun to watch. I was excited when they won it. I saw the, oh, my God, the fans court stormed. They did. And then I was like, oh, they, they might make noise in the tournament. And then it hit me. I was like, ah, this is their first year in D1. Yeah, it's one of the it's dumbest rules in the NCAA. And there's I, a lot of them. I don't get why that one makes sense. Or it's like, yeah, you're new, but like. Shouldn't that be seen as a good that's thing? That's a good thing, yeah, exactly. That you are new and you're still beating everybody? Isn't that supposed to be a good thing? But what do I know? Nothing, because you're not part of the NCAA. I am not a part of the NCAA, and I think I'm a better off for it. Zach Cantrell, Tanner Brutomesto, ESPN 680-1057-437-9680 is the UPS Jobs. Text line, a couple Joe Dirt quotes. Uh, it's pronounced Dirte. Uh, does your beard just grow an all redneck like that? Yeah, I wish it did. I actually trimmed the beard a little bit recently, and we're trying to grow it back a little bit. My hair is actually longer than my beard now, so. Yeah, Joe you gotta, Dirt, baby. Joe Dirt. Uh, it's one of the best. Kid Rock is, 
Probably that's probably the best performance of Kid Rock's career, and I'm not saying Kid Rock's a great artist or anything like that. But he was a great bad guy in that. Is movie. there any good performances of Kid in the, Rock in that movie? He was a, he was great at being the bad guy. That's true. I'll give him that. He was yeah. fantastic. You need to watch that. You need to go watch Joe Dirt. I will. What's and that, it, on? it came is on it... right after Talladega Nights. So you talk about back to back bangers. Oh, that's a that's a top five movie from that. Oh yeah, 2000 to 2010 area, and they don't make films and like that anymore. I think the majority of that top five is Will Ferrell movies, though. Yeah, well, <laughs> Seth Rogen movies are up there. True. Project X, Pineapple Express. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of great ones back then. Text in favorite comedy movies from the 2000s because we don't really do those anymore. It's all you know superhero films and you know old school films like Oppenheimer or stuff like that. We don't really have any just pure comedies anymore and i don't really know why i don't know if people are just uh, to use the old term afraid to offend everybody and i don't really know but comedy has not been the same lately we talked about this with snl the other day we haven't had great comedy movies for a while i mean remember the whole sitcom genre that was a big deal from like forever now people just mostly just stream everything on Netflix. there's there's good shows like i think you should leave of course we're both big fans of that now it's just like stupid like game shows like david spade has his own show now called yeah. like snakeskin or something something dumb and i'm like who, who watches this and then it's like whose celebrity relative is this and it's like some random stranger and it's like yeah i'm the second cousin of dolly Parton. and it's like yeah. i have of no proof of that but okay like cool <laughs> i don't get how new tv is today they must be just running out of ideas and they're just like all right let's roll a dice yeah and then throw a dart at a dartboard and then do a random number generator, and then we'll figure it out. Now, how yeah. about that? So Taylor Swift makes homemade Pop-Tarts. This is an article in ESPN. Andy Reid talked about this, and Andy Reid said she likes to cook. She made the offensive lineman these homemade Pop-Tarts. She didn't give me one. The offensive lineman definitely didn't give me one. Taylor, how could you not give Andy Reid a homemade Pop-Tart? No, there's no coach in the NFL that would love to have a homemade Pop-Tart more than Andy Reid. He's won three Super Bowls. He's turned your boyfriend into maybe the best tight end in NFL history. Give the man a Pop-Tart. Come on, Taylor. Come on. And apparent, So Taylor's been an avid baker for years. So she had a handwritten cookie recipe that went viral on Tumblr over a decade ago. And Bernie Kosar actually said something about their having pregame meal. And Taylor's so nice, she comes in by herself. She made her homemade cinnamon rolls for Travis in pregame. Oh, I haven't had a cinnamon roll in a really long time, but cinnamon rolls. Oh, those are a so good. A good cinnamon roll so good. Oh. Just the cavities you get from it, and you I know. don't care about it. You're like, I ah, don't worry about that. It's later. one of the underrated breakfast. I don't know if you would call it a dessert or more like a breakfast or it's, just a pastry. It's a great pastry. I mean, I'd always associate it with breakfast because... That's when I usually have it. Shout out, shout out my mother. She would make it on yeah. Christmas morning and it was like a staple. And I feel like it's a lot of people have that My experience. mom made yeah. homemade cinnamon rolls. They're fantastic. Oh, man. Of course they are. I mean... But yeah, I think more breakfast food, but I understand the debate of a dessert. I'm not going <laughs> to say you're wrong. Yeah. My dad's just uh, texted the personal bat phone. as Phil like say. He said, uh, Andy Reid can have a homemade Pop-Tart with his nuggies. <laughs> I love that cover. It's like, oh, tell me more about bundling insurance. Tell me what those nuggies. <laughs> and he crawls with his hand. Uh, you, you talk about Andy Reid has lived a charmed life, not only as a head coach, because he's coached in Philadelphia. You can have all the cheesesteak in the world. Kansas City, barbecue. I mean, does anybody, has any coach ever eaten better than Andy Reid? No. Well, you look at the size of him. Absolutely not. Maybe the um, the old offensive line coach for the uh, the Browns. I think it was Bob Wiley. Oh yeah, the Hot. Hard Knocks. Star. Yeah, he was the best. Yeah, he was. That was. I love that guy. Speaking of Hard Knocks, though, you know they've fallen off too. Yeah, uh, dude. Tom, that was the last great season was the Browns. I was gonna say that was my favorite one. Maybe second behind the the Jameis Winston and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like Jameis and the Bucks. The other Bobo one I really Wilson, that was and, my favorite was Rex Ryan with the Jets. Oh yeah, true. Let's go get a damn snack. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> I think entertaining though kind of skim over it because of how bad the the ending of it was was uh the raiders yeah had john gruden antonio, had antonio brown. brown freeze burning his feet max <laughs> crosby's coming into the league and 
I, I'm telling you, they must have no stuff because they put a lot of attention on him, and now he's a superstar in the league. Yeah. Um, I'd be fascinated by homemade Pop Tarts, though, because it's just oh, such yeah. Pop Tarts are so ingrained, and everybody is so, of course, with they always have their favorite Pop Tarts. And I think you guys did this recently with the Gas Bags podcast where you ranked Pop Tarts or did a taste test of Pop Tarts. Yes. My favorite's always been brown sugar cinnamon. I know I'm plain and all that kind of stuff. I do like the fun. Can't fud. go wrong with it, though. I, no, it's always good. It always hits. And what you have to do with Pop-Tarts, you always put them in the toaster. No yes. cold Pop-Tarts. Always put them in the toaster. I because agree with you, that. you can't have a real pop tart opinion unless you put them in the, mm-hmm. the toaster. Uh, texter, I had a cinnamon roll as big as my head last weekend in Urbana, Ohio. Yeah, I know where Urbana is, <laughs> and the top was smeared with an inch and a half of frosting. Oh my! Oh, dude, you're killing me over here, making me killing hungry. Me oh, I, I I need a cin- I want a cinnamon roll right now. I haven't had a cinnamon roll for a while. I ran out of dessert recently because my mom sent. Around Valentine's Day, sent some uh, sugar cookies and truffles. Sugar cookies are undefeated, always. Uh, Texter, you know, I dreamed a lot about our next coach. You guys will scoff and Louisville won't give him a sniff, but I would sit serious. I would strongly consider Scotty Davenport. Yeah, I mean, that's a name that's been thrown out there. Sure. I mean, the sentimental hire, of course, that would work. Uh, Texter, please tell Bobby V to return soon. He'll be back tomorrow. I believe he'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) Guys, it's only been three days. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's been three days. We're fun. We're, we're talking about, we're doing Pop-Tarts and cinnamon rolls. People said the other day, we did two and a half hours of sports talk. We're doing, we've done sports talk. Now yeah. we're doing cinnamon rolls and we're doing Pop-Tarts. What, what What's your go-to Pop-Tart? If you had to eat one flavor of Pop-Tart, what are you doing? Strawberry. Okay. I've had strawberry Pop-Tarts, I think, twice. They're they're good. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have them top five. Oh, oh, all right. Uh, now I'm going to look at you differently now for the rest <laughs> well, I'm of my looking life. At... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm looking at you funny because you didn't watch Joe Dirt. I mean, yeah, true. We, so I guess we're, we're even. Yeah, eye for an eye. Um, Texter, Office Christmas Party's a funny movie. Jennifer Aniston, Olivia Munn are not bad on the eyes. Yeah, that, you, that's an understatement. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it <laughs> Thanks, out. Thanks, man. Never <laughs> seen it. Thank, Jennifer tell... Aniston's hot? Uh, what? What? That's bra- <laughs> is that breaking news? I, I, it must be. Jennifer Aniston, good looking? No way. <laughs> not that we've not ever her. not that we've watched uh friends or you know anything else for the last 30 years text or hot fudge sunday frozen that's the best never frozen pop tarts people swear on frozen pop tarts i've never had a frozen pop nikki v no, Nick, that, yeah nick's the one that he will freeze his pop tarts and then he'll come out and nick then, is a, a very nick's, very yeah weird he, eating like some of them make sense did you see he had a tweet actually last week he's talking about like wings or something spicy and he was like, don't, if you have like, uh, you're eating something spicy, don't get milk or blah, 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 get hummus. And I was like, huh? only the only person in the world that would figure out to cool your mouth down from like a buffalo sauce or a hot sauce and finding out it's hummus. hummus? It's Nicky V though. It's Nick Valvano. Cause who else is going to figure that out? No one. It's only Nick. And he somehow cracked the code. Bill Nye, the science guy over there. Bill, 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 Bill Nick, Nick, Nick. There Nick. you go. Nick tell, Evie. <laughs> tell me you didn't get psyched up back in the day for Bill Nye, the science guy, oh, science videos. I was like Holly D in the in yeah. a Jersey Club fist pumping when that. GTL, baby. When you saw. when you Cabs are here. Hopefully. <laughs> when you hopefully see like a substitute teacher rolling in with the. the TV on a oh, cart, that's, that's and you see Bill Nye's face come on. Y'all, oh, yeah. you're fired up. Oh, that that those are the best days. Texter Zach, can you clarify brown sugar cinnamon or frosted brown sugar cinnamon? Always frosted. Always frosted. Yeah, Th- this this shouldn't even be up for I debate. I don't know how people don't. Do people like eat pop tarts that aren't frosted? That's a thing. Biscuit. I think. Oh, Biscuit of course he does. Came out and said that, and I was like, Oh, this wow. man. <laughs> Texter toaster strudels greater than pop tarts. I'll take pop tarts. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say it's when you get the frosting on it and then it just melts all right away and you're like all right no, that was fun for three seconds texter four christmases solid pretty yeah. good baby uh my dad said chocolate frosted pop tart with whipped cream that's oh those are very good chocolate frosted pop tarts and anytime you can throw whipped cream on something it's usually pretty good texter hummus is wet sand in a plastic container i think i've eaten hummus once or twice in my life and i'd have Wait, no real wet sand and what wet sand in a plastic container <laughs> i have no recollection of the taste of hummus and i think i've eaten it like once or twice and i know people use it as a dip or something look if i'm going to a 
house party or a Super Bowl party and people try to pass off their dip as hummus, I'm sorry. I'm here for <laughs> buffalo chicken dip or salsa or something yeah. that I actually want to dip chips in, not hummus. It's just... I don't know. I, I'm not going to tell people how to eat. Eh, I kind of am. <laughs> not hummus. Texter, uh, you need your own show. Appreciate you. Uh, hopefully soon. Texter, Blankenbaker has never had a Pop-Tart. Yeah, that was... So Blankenbaker had a couple of food takes that just what? confused the hell out of me. So, oh, I'm going to... He has more money than me. I will go buy every single yes, Pop-Tart and just, just throw them at him at his desk and be like, you're welcome. Yes, we love you, Blank. But here... Blankenbaker has never had a Pop-Tart. That's ridiculous. Look, every kid has had a Pop-Tart growing up. Blank is trying to defend... What, what's that, Blank? Go ahead. Come on up here. They had me eat one uh, at the uh, Dr. Lin's office. Oh, it was wow. terrible. Which one did you eat? What flavor? Strawberry. They heated it up for me. It tasted exactly how I thought it would taste. Awful. Oh, get, get you a brown sugar pop, cinnamon Pop-Tart. I don't it's think better. it's going to change the fact that it's just cardboard. <laughs> defend right, your uh, cardboard with frosting. On it. <laughs> okay, now well, I defend your hot dog take, which is you don't put anything on your hot dog. I just I don't like condiments, you know. So mustard, ketchup, relish, I'm good. I just <sighs> want the hot dog, all so, beef, all beef dog. That's okay. all I have. The Hebrew Nationals elite. You don't, you know, you just got to toast the bun. Good to go. Do you do the same with burgers? Not really a burger guy. What? Not really a burger guy. Oh, man. Yeah, but I got to go pick up my daughter. All right. See you, man. <laughs> Thanks Thank you, for Blank. coming in, Blank. <laughs> in other news, Mark Blank and Baker, not American. <laughs> I'm kidding, Blank. Blank no, I'm you, you got to wait till he leaves, man. You got to wait till he leaves. Tech, uh, nah, text or, frozen Pop-Tarts is a weed thing. That Texter, what's the oldest person listening to this show? That's a good question. I don't think we get the metrics as far as age goes. Texter, blank, yeah, blank eats hot dogs playing, as you just heard. Uh, Texter, no one wants to listen to woke sports talk. <laughs> this is pop tart talk, <laughs> not woke sports talk. I, I don't know what that was. I think the Republicans are ruining sports. There you go. They ruined it. They ruined everything. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm te- pissed. <sighs> They gave, they're going to ruin our... First, they took our sports. Now, they're trying to take our Pop-Tarts. And now our devs. <laughs> <laughs> Texter, I lived off uh, Pop-Tarts for about two years in high school, enough to where my dad even yelled at me about it. Uh, the best ever was the purple and blue Wildberry Pop-Tarts back in the day. Never heard of that one. That's a, that's a, that must be an old school yeah, one that they discontinued. It, it, was, it was all right. Let me ask the Texter this, though. Did your dad also say the same thing as me when I was snacking on stuff? He was a wrestler, so he was always about yeah. calories. Those are empty calories. Those are empty calories, boy. And I was like, all right, I'm just trying to have wheat thins, man. I'm Come just, on. <laughs> you mean wheat thins? Wheat thins, yes. Hey, Brian, you want some wheat thins? Uh, Blake Baker doesn't like condiments, but I bet he puts salad dressing on a salad. Man, I wish you were still yeah. here. We, we have to. Uh, texter, retired, 67. There we go. We Thank you for listening to us, sir. Thank you for taking time out of your retired day to, uh, to tune in here to ESPN 680. Uh, hope you're a regular listener. Uh, texter got super high and ate a whole box of Pop-Tarts. Worst stomach ache ever. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds like something I would do in college. I remember there was one Yeah, there was one year on uh, 420 where I think within an hour, me and a couple of my friends went to Taco Bell and Wendy's within oh. the span of an hour. That was of course, back that's when they had a four for four. Oh, yeah. Oh, we took advantage of that. They got the four for four. Then now they're just... Wendy's, it's all going to hell. With the whole lift thing. Come on. Texter, I'm only 41. Or I weighed like 130 pounds, so he just said I was eating junk. I need something else. Retired 60. I'm only 41. That Pop-Tart isn't that old. <laughs> Texter, blank eat Caesar salad with no Caesar. <laughs> Texter, 75. There's a, Now we got a winner. 75. All right. How about that? Can we get to 80? Can we get there? <laughs> we're, we're driving it up. We're, we started the bidding. We're up to 75 now. Texter, I just 75, had the... 75, 75. I kind of got an 88, 88. <laughs> have you seen the people who've done research lately to find out that Pop-Tarts have gotten smaller and filling in the icing? I believe that. Because they're just trying to price gouge everybody. I think every could, company's doing that I think now. you could say that about like every product, though. Yeah, they're they're trying to make more money for less product. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows Business. that. Like we talked about, like when you go to Chipotle and you get the... The double bur- the chicken burrito or whatever, and they skimp you on the amount of chicken, and you have to get double, so they make more money. Uh, Texter, my dad's retired in 67, too. Hey, dad. My dad's retired in 65, so 
hey dad i know you're listening so uh, let's see texter 54 and if working and i've seen kid rock multiple times he's gonna be big mad when i share that sound with him <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh boy at least we're not bud light cans because then you'll kind of shoot us <laughs> That was the funniest thing ever. Yeah, I, I've never understood people that buy product and then... Uh, Destroy it. <laughs> I'm so mad that they did this. I'm going to buy it and then waste it. That will teach them. Dexter, if you want to get sick, get high and drink a gallon of chocolate milk. Yeah, that doesn't... There's a lot of things that sound good after you've done that. Chocolate milk, I don't think, is one of them. I, that just... That doesn't appeal. Like, I don't drink white milk, which is... Maybe a whole separate conversation. I've never. I don't really I drink white milk. I, I, I will drink chocolate. It's milk. one thing I've learned or noticed since I've been born and grew up. Milk has kind of fallen off. Like you used to like remember back in the day where it was like the my plate stuff during school, where it's like make sure you have a cup of milk, make sure you have your veggies. Now I don't see anyone being like drink milk, drink milk, blah blah blah. I remember being in school with all the like athletes and celebrities like posters in our cafeteria with like. Serena, Serena Williams with like a milk mustache Michael Phelps with a milk mustache but now milk has just fallen off Dexter shrinkflation is real don't you mean shrinkage <laughs> I was in the pool I was in the pool that is a thing I'm seeing video of uh, my guy Max Struess hitting the 59 foot game winner for the Cavs last night against the Mavs that, that happened with the Kentucky game winner in like a span of about two minutes it was like legitimately back to back ESPN, the front page of ESPN, for a minute and a half, their number one story was Reed Shepard's game winner, and then it quickly became Baxter's beating the Mavs. My buddy works for the Cavs. He does like their uh, video coordinating team or whatever. He didn't go to the game last night, so I gave him a whole bunch of you know what over. <laughs> like, you, you should have gone there just to begin with because Luca's there and Kyrie's there. Kyrie's making his return to Cleveland, and you didn't go? Come on, Kevin. What are you doing, man? And he's going to regret that one because, wow, you a 59-foot game winner. Ooh. I mean, I don't miss him on the heat. Kyrie's the second-best Cav of all time. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. Texter, me too, Zach. Don't drink the white milk. Good, good for you, man. Stand your ground. Texter, milk is falling off because it's terrible for the human digestive system. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of things terrible for the human digestive system. But <laughs> <laughs> The thing that I don't drink, you know, some people have gotten into it, almond milk, whatever that is. Uh, no, 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 yeah. No, no. That's weird. No, I, don't, don't do fake milk. We don't do fake milk. Here. It's so weird. No, we, it's it's mil- real milk or nothing. And in this case, I'm going with not. I'll go with chocolate milk. Otherwise, I'm going with nothing. See, there's our non-sports talk. We, we still got more non-sports talk we can get into. I mean, we there's other things we can get into, of course. Louisville plays tonight against Duke. I think we got to talk about that. I've got some uh, NFL draft and salary cap stuff I want to get into, but uh, you're listening here on the V Show, ESPN 680, 105.7.